Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cartoncast, a little off-brand Cartoncast special. My name is Zane. And my name is Dan Caves. Dan Caves, back with us again on the off-season. Um, yeah, Dan, great to have you back. Always a pleasure. Great to be back, but I'm noticing that things are a little unbalanced right now. I noticed that Ben isn't here, so this is a very... Ben is being a lazy bastard, oh. but we will forgive him that because... It allows me to look at uh, uh, such wondrous charms, uh, like the one that you've brought to me today. <laughs> you, uh. you had mentioned this some time ago, and I was like, well, that can't possibly be any good. But lo and behold, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot here. Well, so what, what do you have for us today? Well, we were going to talk about the Disney classic Winnie the Pooh, but for copyright reasons, we were only able mm-hmm. to get a hand on the Soviet adaptation from the 1960s and 70s. <laughs> Incredible. So, like... And the weird thing is, it doesn't feel like low-budget or off... Like, we, we did um, you know, we did the episode Tiny Fuppets, which mm-hmm. was meant to be a parody, like, low-budget effort version of the Muppets. This, it, like, it cleaves the story exactly the way that all the other Winnie the Pooh media does. Uh, but it has its own little flair and really nice, uh, really fun, like, dialogues. Yeah. No, they do a really good job. And, like, to the to the extent that it looks kind of cheap, I mean, you can go to YouTube and you can find uh, – so if if you want to put it in the Russian form, Vinipuch, mm-hmm. <laughs> which – that's, that's one of my favorite things about the Russian language is that, like, you just – cram letters together to make the best like the closest thing to the noise you need mm-hmm. to make for a particular name so Winnie the Pooh comes out as Vini Pooh um, <laughs> it's a very onomatopoetic language I know but like to the extent that it looks cheap it's kind of an intentional stylistic choice there's a lot mm-hmm. of like I, I, we'll get into it I'm sure but there's mm-hmm. a, like, like the backgrounds are all very childish and kind of drawn in crayon and um uh, it, it's a storybook pencil. aesthetic. Like we it saw is. the same thing in in some other shows that we've done. Like uh, like Garfield had a similar thing. Like very mm-hmm. flat comic panel back mm-hmm. backdrops, uh, and this even has a little bit more energy and, and life to it. But mm-hmm. um, you know the characters themselves they move in a way that is very uh, engaging. <laughs> yeah, like everything about this is I think uh, as opposed to cheap, just actually very well done with a very clear um, vision, different from the. The way that we are used to experiencing uh, Winnie the Pooh in the West, um, which like I, I don't have a history with Winnie the Pooh. Um, oh no! Like I, you know, I've seen a couple of episodes here and there of various shows, but I, it wasn't one of our uh, touchstones growing up. Okay, yeah, I, I kind of was grew- it for you. Yeah, I kind of grew up with Winnie the Pooh. It was um, one of the go-to uh, uh, universes, uh, go-to uh, fra- <laughs> the, the fra- franchises. Winnie the Pooh universe. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Winnie the Pooh movie verse, mm. <laughs> uh, the the Milniverse. Yeah, no. Growing up, I was um, I was definitely exposed to that a lot, and of course, you do get the feel that Disney, like the top animators at one of the top animation studios, is making the Western Winnie the Pooh. This mm-hmm. very much feels like a Soviet adaptation of Winnie the Pooh. So yeah. So let me let me let me break down how this happened. Yeah. So please. Uh, it would need the Pooh, short animated film series from 1969 to 1972, produced by Soyuz Multifilm, which surprisingly still exists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> it apparently is, like, well-regarded. 
So after World War II, the studio switched from stealing the techniques of capitalist pig dog Walt Disney. And they decided, well, we can't do that. We, we have to have our own cartoon style. Um, and these ones were uh, directed by Fyodor Kitruk and co-written by Boris Zakotar, who translated the original stories into the Russian. So they, they, they had a very close reading of the originals. Mm-hmm. And the biggest difference <clears throat> between the Western and the Russian, uh, the, between the original English works, is the removal of Christopher Robin and the replacement with a narrator. And the reason they did this is that as a human, Christopher Robin was superior to the other characters. Whereas if we shift the focus to Pooh and Piglet, we see them as individuals working together as equals toward a common goal. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I never considered that about Christopher Robin. I like I definitely noticed Christopher Robin's absence. I did not know mm-hmm. it was because of that. And I kind of liked it. It, it, it. I think it's better. I don't think Christopher Robin... Like, it didn't add anything for me. You know, English has this long canon of, of kids going into these, uh, you know, magical worlds. You know, uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland. You got your Peter Pan, Oz, possibly. Um, a, a lot of stuff like that. Whereas with the Russian stuff, it's like, no, you're in it too. We're all here. We can't leave. Mm. Well, I think <laughs> We that, just need to live. I think, like, just very briefly going to that point, I, I think that in the West, I don't know, um... Characters like Narnia. Chris, yeah, c- characters like Christopher Robin and Peter Pan and whatnot. I think they're there for the kids to identify with. Maybe, yeah. maybe we just assume. I and I've been on record on this in like the horror cartoon realm. I think that the people who were in charge of entertaining children think that children are stupid and can't handle <laughs> and, and cannot handle. Um, like not being able to recognize themselves in the story, but give them mm-hmm. some credit. I yeah. think the Soviets do respect the kids enough to just say, no, you are Winnie the Pooh. This is the character they're, that you are going They're old with. enough to work in the foundry. Exactly. They're old enough to get along without a <laughs> without a, a stand-in character. Exactly. And not to jump the gun, but that maybe isn't the best because Winnie the Pooh, I, I personally think in the Soviet adaptation, and we'll get into it, um, as the time comes, is a terrible person mm. and a terrible yeah. Bear, he's he's but. he's kind of he's kind of playing this like a uh, folklore ish like bumbling fool like or or like uh, this this sort of bardic archetype of you know imagine Falstaff who's an idiot who just wanders into scenarios gets drunk and enjoys food and women and all that stuff and then leaves mm-hmm. but imagine that as like not. Like, not even mean, just like, this is his only mode of existence. He's a bear. He exists to eat honey and sleep, so. He's, he's doing the bear thing. We, we see him very frequently try to do nice things for other people and be just, just absolutely incapable <laughs> of putting anybody but himself first. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. A, a true class enemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh... So the other difference that was emphasized here was uh, Kitruk, the director, um, changed the pacing. So if you watch one of the, the you know English cartoons, the you know the narrator or Christopher Robin will like jump from one section of a book to the next to kind of cram more in there. Here the stories are much um, more drawn out, so that each action and line has significance. Um, <clears throat> and the narrator is voiced by Vladimir Ozanev who didn't like the script because it was too childish. 
Uh, really? And they actually like they 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 chose him because he gave a, a sarcastic performance. <laughs> I Whereas think, uh, I think I can uh, definitely hear that sarcasm, especially in mm-hmm. like in the opening lines of the first film. Like, there's definitely <laughs> like he's like. You want me to read this? That oh. All right, you're gonna get it. He's like, get a load of this guy. Like that's the energy he's bringing. Yeah. And uh, Pooh and Piglet had their voices sped up because the actors' voices were too low. And those those are uh, Yevgeny Leonov and Ia Savina, both famous Russian actors. Beautiful, beautiful. I definitely noticed that in their voices. Um, mm-hmm. They're kind of high-pitched and unnaturally paced. And I liked it. It, it worked for what this is. It, it worked for Winnie the Pooh especially because it gave him that sort of like constantly thinking over himself. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, oh boy, oh this, that, the other. And then when they start like singing and like doing his own little poems, it's got this really great, you know, uh, rhythm to it. Yeah. It's 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 uh, it's hypnotic. <laughs> it is. It is. This is a very much of a fever dream of a Winnie the Pooh experience. How did you hear about this? I discovered it on the internet just randomly. It was one of like those things. I think it might have been a, a sort of a a tie-in to the worker and parasite sequence from The Simpsons where... Okay. <laughs> I, I, I forget the episode. I'm sorry. I don't have the citation, but there is one piece where Krusty the Clown needs to run something on the cheap and he gets this like really bizarre, kind of similarly animated Soviet cartoon called Worker <laughs> and Parasite. It is just this nonsensical cat and mouse. Mm-hmm. I think Itchy and Scratchy had gotten canceled, so he needed to fill in the time. And right. it, I think it just like that inspired me to find other stuff. And then it just like this sort of just came up, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, like a demonic pact had brought it into my life. It just sort of randomly <laughs> appeared on YouTube. And I've only yeah, I, it, I, I had only seen the very first film mm. from 1969 with the bees, yeah. with the bees and the balloons yep. <laughs> as, as it is, as it is rendered in the Russian, not the birds and the bees, but the. Balloons and the bees. bees. Yep. Um, But then there are two other films that I was that I was not aware of that I got to watch for this episode. And dang, those are those are good. Yeah, I mean, and these are like some classic stories. Like Mm -hmm. these are in the Winnie the Pooh canon. As like, yes, we've seen we've seen Pooh get his head stuck in a hole before. He eats the honey. We we get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so it really is a very aesthetic experience that this was. Not not so concerned about the plot, more concerned about the way that they're <clears throat> they're approaching things and the way that the Russian sensibilities uh, uh, contribute to that that, that whole feeling. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And those Russian sensibilities. I mean, I can only guess because I am not Russian, but I, I feel like I am worldly enough to 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 have some sense. I don't mm-hmm. know. That might be a bit arrogant. But well, no, and I it's mean, a cartoon, it, so it's a cartoon, <laughs> and it's a cartoon from the sixties and seventies. So mm-hmm. it is very limited. Um, the touch point that actually that that it reminded me of the most was uh, like Rocky and Bullwinkle, which is yeah. kind of ironic because those had like evil Russian spy characters. Yeah, that that was like a Cold War parable, mm-hmm. and this was supposedly apocryphally created after getting permission from Disney. 
as a sort of like a Cold War detente gesture because this huh. th- this was during the Brezhnev era. Um, yeah. After so Khrushchev, where they were, they were given things a couple of tries. Yeah. <laughs> Khrushchev gets out and Leonid Brezhnev comes in and he almost ruined the Soviet economy, but he also tried to cool things off with the West a little bit after things, after all that stuff, like the Cuban Missile Crisis and whatnot under Khrushchev. And oh, that, that little that little affair. So he did try to sort of foster better relations with the West. And, you know, there isn't a citation to this anywhere on the Wikipedia page. But supposedly that was how this came about, is that you had mentioned that they didn't want to just go off and make it on their own without getting permission. And apparently Disney gave it as sort of that, yeah. that, that Cold War gesture of, hey, you're not so evil. Maybe it was one of those like uh, tricky logistics thing where like they were taking from the common record or had like a non-exclusion deal with Maybe. Milne's estate or who knows. But yeah, it's uh, but but the way that it it looks, it, it has these um, static backdrops and the characters, you know, animated, kind of kind of more animated than a lot of uh, you, you know in Western in American cartoons. I'm thinking like He Man of of the era after this. The characters are as blocky as the sets. Mm. Um, here they're like roly-poly, very uh, uh, movement-focused. Uh, and so it reminded me of Rocky and Bullwinkle mm-hmm. with like the fast-talking, the quick-moving, and the just like getting lost in the in the pastels. Yeah, I totally feel that. Um, oh, speaking of the animation, I just want to mm. really emphasize, this is all hand-drawn. Like this is mm-hmm. not like cell animation like this is the, the, this is done the wicked old-fashioned way which i think is just the proletariat way the proletariat way the soviet right? way yeah you, you you put a pen in a man's hand and he can draw you give him cells and he's like what are these <laughs> there's an onion i don't get it <laughs> what do i do with this do i eat it <laughs> um yeah so do you have anything else before we get into the the short films no and each of these is like 10 minutes long yeah no i think the longest one is the third and final one which is yeah, about, it's 20 about 20 minutes as long. yeah 20 minutes mm-hmm. but yeah so you can you can knock this entire series out in 40 minutes if you go on it's, a, it's a short romp yeah it's a good romp it is a beautiful romp but yeah let's jump into it So, chapter one, in which we are introduced to Winnie the Pooh, which is hyphenated, always. Yeah. And some suspicious bees. That's the t- that's the full title. <laughs> I do I do want to just dwell momentarily on the internal titles for these because they are yeah they kind of have this really lovely kind of an old silent film way of over explaining exactly what happens in the mm-hmm. film and it's just yeah it's no I just love it but it, it's those, just a those old uh, those old novels where every chapter is. This is what's going to happen in the chapter, yes. <laughs> in full. Chapter 7, wherein Voltaire finds himself with his companions in the in the Otter de Fe, and just, like, <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. God, you, another chapter of Voltaire in the Otter de Fe. <laughs> I Let's move it along, bring on the robots. So we should expect in this episode to meet Vinnie Pooh and, <laughs> at the very least, some suspicious bees going on. And I would I would have expected the Soviets to really take the bees side in this interaction. 
But um, so <laughs> I think I think they might have. I don't know. I mean, as we remember in B movie, the whole moral was, you know, they're working toward the common good. Give them some credit. Have a strong union. So Winnie the Pooh's off to get a snack. He's singing to himself. I love his little sing songs to himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you you can tell that it's the person's voice sped up, but um, you know the he gets a little pum 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 pum, and, and he runs into some bees and makes some puns. A lot of this I think is like directly taken from the original um, writing. Mm-hmm. But it's translated into Russian and then translated back for the subtitles. <laughs> but it's still so kind of, it still you, you works. Get, you get it. It still works. And by the way, these subtitles are done by the YouTube uploader for at least the videos uh-huh. that I watched. Okay. So, like, that's kind of interesting. So I, th- I think this is a Russian. And you'll find as you watch this throughout, there will be misspellings that are not misspellings. I think that it's actually just them trying to convey what is coming across in the Russian. Yes. But in yes, a way... It's, it's a very... Um, yeah. It's a, it's an effortful... It's a labor of love, you can tell. Mm. And there's part of that that I want to talk about in the second episode, but we'll get there. Yes. So I think that the this this version of Pooh, he's uh, more brown than the, like, kind of orangish uh, English one. And he's kind of less clumsy and more motivated. I, I felt like he had a lot more, like, uh, direction. Mm-hmm. Probably because Christopher Robin wasn't there. Yeah, Christopher Robin wasn't there to distract him. I mean, you say that he's more brown than the orange bear. I mean, he is just brown. He is brown from head to toe. (laughs) He he, he covers himself in some oil later, and you can barely tell. (laughs) So um, he he climbs the trees, trying to get some honey, falls down, hits the branches. Uh, He's got to come up with another plan. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have just written down in my notes here, Winnie the Pooh, Songsmith, Bard, honey thief, exploiter of bee labor. <laughs> That's how I. And here's I do think that they take the bee side, as we will find yeah. at the end of the episode. But yeah, yes. I mean, when, when he's always trying this chicanery, he's trying to pull one over. He's a classic fool. Yeah. No, he tries. Um, he tries climbing the tree, and he's unable to do it because he is a bit, 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 bit of a chonker. Bit of a chunk. <laughs> it breaks. It breaks the breaks the branch, and he comes yeah. tumbling down. So he needs to find a new way to get. I up. love the, the ways that he describes himself. Like when he says that he's clumsy or he's dumb or something, he says like, "My my head is a little wobbly, and my writing is a little all you know round, and <laughs> and I long sentences make my head hurt." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the th- he's got sawdust between his ears. That's that's <laughs> a self that's a self described ailment. His malady. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, so he realizes he needs a friend. Uh, he goes to get help from Piglet, and, you know, they do a little shtick. Um, basically, like, Pooh is saying, do you have a balloon? And Piglet is saying, I do have balloons. What do you need it for? And he's like, I need to get honey. And Piglet's like, I don't, I, he can't connect those two ideas. <laughs> well, no, because it's stupid. I think that's why. it's <laughs> Right. Is it intentionally stupid? Is this sort of taken from the original, or is this given a little bit of that sardonic Russian wit? I'd be surprised. I'd actually be... I, I, I would put my money on this coming from the book. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's, yeah, the that, sort of like not getting each other, because otherwise like the plot doesn't take very long. That's the, that's the downside of this, though, for me, is that for all the talk of the Vinnie Pooh mm-hmm. uh, series being a more faithful adaptation of the book 
Mm-hmm. I don't know the book well enough and the characterizations in the book well enough to say so, but I'll just trust, I, I I'll think just it's, trust the Russians. I think it's more that they didn't try to cram in a bunch of plots into a single story, mm-hmm. um, you know, to get through the material faster for the, the kids who have short attention spans these days. Yeah, that could be. That um, could be. Now. But yeah, so uh, he's like, what color balloon do you want? Yes, because Piglet has two balloons. I got two. Two balloons. Just two. That he got from they Rabbit. They go into a whole thing about which color balloon makes sense. I know. It's like, it, like well, the blue one looks more like the sky. Yes, if the blue one looks like the sky, then Vinnie the Pooh can just look like a cloud hanging in the mm-hmm. sky. But if he gets, what was it, the green one was the If other he gets one. the green one, those look like leaves. I could be part of the tree. Yeah, part of the tree. I wrote in my notes here, <laughs> debating balloon color strategy. Like a DM watching his players debate the <laughs> dumbest way to kill the lich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what if we trap his phylactery inside another lich's phylactery? Yeah. You know, think about that. Yeah. I, I suddenly understand the stereotype of, like, long Russian novels. Like, mm-hmm. well, we're going back and forth. Or, like, when, you know, when Tevya is like, well, on the one hand, but on the other hand. If Dostoevsky had written this, this entire exchange over the balloon would take 30 pages. Uh, chapter one in which Winnie Pooh uh, you know suffers from cholera and must (laughs) discuss it at length with his long-suffering wife chapter 17 in which Winnie the Pooh discovers that Piglet has several colors of balloons and debates the (laughs) and and debates the virtues of each color in 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 excruciating detail it's so it's good and so he's like okay i'll take the blue one i'll look like a cloud he he dips into some puddle of oil and he's like so how do i look do i look like the sky and a cloud and piglet's like you look like a bear holding a balloon yes and the bees (laughs) are not fooled yeah no kidding and the bees are not fooled and this is a weird like not explained until later thing where they're on their way back and Pooh says to piglet Hey, before before we get back with this balloon, do you have an umbrella back home? Piglet's like, yeah, I think so. Why? And Pooh's just like, who knows what the bees will do? <laughs> the like, bees might get we, suspicious, and you would have we to see the umbrella happening later. But they don't connect that for us. Che- it makes sense. It's still Chekhov's umbrella, man. Like that it is that umbrella goes off in the third act. It does. So uh, yeah, so so. They when he goes up in the balloon, um, not much of a disguise. Uh, he 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 says like, "Well, I know it's not; it doesn't look great, but you never can tell with bees." <laughs> no, no, you never can tell with bees, can't you, Winnie? What does that mean? <laughs> you don't know enough about bees, then. I guess not. Uh, the bees see through it, and and now, yeah, this is where the the umbrella comes in. Where Piglet's like, okay, if I pretend it's going to rain and run around with my umbrella, the bees will um, think that it's raining and leave him alone. They will believe it. That's right. That's right. And they will I don't then, know what the pun would be in Russian. And then they would believe Vinny alone and let him take <laughs> honey. <laughs> and, and like, Pooh tries to save face, right? He's he's he, The bees come out and they, they, they know who it is. And he's like... I'm sorry. I was wrong. You're the wrong sort of bees. I don't want your honey after all. 
So this is just a big misunderstanding. Hey, Piglet, do you have a gun at home? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course Piglet is strapped. (laughs) (laughs) Just, Just out of nowhere asking. And, like, my thought process is, like, what's he gonna shoot the bees he might shoot the bees this is the soviet union after all Mm -hmm. even if it was the brezhnev era like there's no kill like overkill no kill like overkill no you you could pop the balloon yes but surely you could just let go of the balloon i couldn't follow what winnie was planning through a lot of this um I, i i would believe that winnie the pooh thinks that the only way down the only safe way down would be to burst the balloon and slowly float to the ground, which is exactly how popped balloons work. <laughs> it's amazing how, like, the things that he does shouldn't work, but he's some sort of, like, savant of the way this world mm. operates, where he's like, okay, yes, I blow into the balloon and it can float. Yeah. You shoot the balloon, I fall down slowly. You pretend that it's raining and the bees go away. Like, he knows something we don't. He, he's he's uh, evolutionarily adapted to his surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he does fall to the ground and hits so hard that the oil falls off of him. Yeah, that was pretty pretty convenient. He didn't need to bathe it off. It just sort of just breaks off like a shell. Yeah, and, he, and he's a little shell-shocked after it. He is. And the narrator says, well, maybe this is why he's called Vinnie Pooh. I, I, there's got to be something in the there's translation, got right? To be, there's got to be something in, like, the Russian language that makes that joke work. Right. I, I don't know. I didn't get it. Like, I, I definitely I didn't, didn't get, get it. it yeah. So, not to worry. But it's a cute little story. <laughs> and, and as they leave, the narrator's like, so they, Vinnie the Pooh has uh, more adventures in the future. And he lists a few and they're not the ones that are made in the sequels. No, no. I do, they're just I do other like, adventures. I do like that they end on a teaser. And even uh-huh. e- even Winnie and Piglet look at the camera while he's doing that. It's like, was this in our contract? I don't know if it was in our contract. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. But. The Avengers Initiative. I'm not, I'm not signing up for this. <laughs> it's, it's something. Yeah, but they mention, they mention characters that we will meet eventually, like Eeyore. We meet in the mm-hmm. third... Uh, the third uh, film. But. Yeah, th- there's a couple of characters that we don't meet in any of these. Uh, there's Christopher Robin, of course, mm-hmm. and there's uh, Kanga and Rue. And then there's Tigger. I forgot all about Tigger. I kind of assumed that Tigger was a Disney invention. Yeah, he doesn't quite fit, does he? No, he doesn't. <laughs> he does not. Um, doesn't quite work. I actually kind of... I'm Okay, hot take. Hot take. Hot opinion. I... Don't like Tigger. I think he's annoying. I don't so, get anything from him. Yeah, good. Because otherwise, this episode would have to end. Because I yeah yeah. I <laughs> otherwise, we have words. I loathe him, but I was happy to see that he wasn't part of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was because this first. is because this is a story about you know working together to ensure a bountiful harvest. Indeed, but he doesn't get the honey. Like he still doesn't get the honey, and the bees no. win in the end because Vinnie the Pooh does not get the fruits of their labor. I think because I think that the Soviets took the side the of the bees, and and Winnie the Pooh, you know, if he is this sort of uh, antagonistic force, this sort of anti-hero, uh, now that he's no longer able to produce value via extracting the natural environment, his only recourse is to uh, um, 
you know, impose on the productivity of others. Indeed. In Winnie the Pooh Goes Visiting. <laughs> 1971. This is, yes, this is the next stage in Winnie the Pooh's exploitation of the goodwill and labor of others. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in, in this one, he's uh, lumbering around the way he does. Um, I could I could watch this for hours. It's a very pleasing, yeah. like, fumble walk where, like, he always overcorrects himself. Yeah. He and Piglet. Picture a Snorlax. Yes. He and Piglet this time. So that- Yeah. They're, they're, they're walking around. They're singing. And Piglet says, like, who are we going to visit? And when he says, well, we're going to visit you. By the way, this is right after breakfast. So they do have a very brief debate over when the best time is to mm-hmm. visit someone and there is some there is some uh, controversy over whether first thing in the frigging morning is when <laughs> you should, is when you should be going in to bother some third party uh, uh, some third party, and they decide I, that it is actually the wise thing to do. So yes, I, I am aware <laughs> that it is rude to just show up unannounced at people's places. But I also love unexpected visitors. I think it makes the day more fun. Yes. So I think there should be an app or something or, or some way of like indicating that someone will be showing up at this time. <laughs> uh, but you, it still gets to be a surprise as to who. Is it, is it oh, it's, it's my cousin who's in town and they brought a cake. No, it's Zane. He's been out on a run and he needs water. <laughs> so <laughs> based on a true story. Oh, my God. Oh, also, the motivation of the visit, before mm. we move on to the funny back and forth, just mm. really drives home the selfish, exploitative class enemy status of Winnie the Pooh. It's mm-hmm. specifically to get food from other people. Yes. He wants to— From other people specifically. Yes. He, he wants to go to another person's house and get snacks all day. And so first, as you had already said, he suggests that they go and visit Piglet. But that, yes, after a brief several seconds of singing about this wonderful plan, <laughs> they come to the dis- – Vinnie the Pooh realizes that, yes, he would be on a visit, but Piglet would not be. <laughs> so, so then they res- – So they're like, well, what if we visit Winnie? Yes. Wait a second. Now he's not on a visit. Wait Doesn't several count. seconds because they then immediately – turn around and start singing about visiting Winnie before that mm-hmm. realization hits them. <laughs> that, that's the, the kind of humor we're dealing with, yeah. and it, it's charming. But they finally, um, they finally do find a third person, and who is this third person, Zane? Uh, so this is Rabbit. So Rabbit is portrayed as a real haughty nerd who's, uh, like, they, they go and knock on his, like, rabbit hole, mm-hmm. but he comes up in this, like, treehouse turret. Yeah, he's got this, like, tower coming off of his ha- his <laughs> hobbit hole, I suppose. So. And they, they get a little confused, like Pooh keeps talking to the hole, <laughs> even though he can clearly see Rabbit in the turret, and eventually Rabbit invites them in. So I, in this film, Rabbit is, and I hope I'm not, I don't know if I'm wrong about this, is he coded as a Japanese stereotype, like a racial caricature? That's a really hard question to answer. I think it's it super is. close. And here's why I think you think that. It's not only his general appearance, which could be ambiguous teeth, if you hadn't yeah. 
the appearance might be ambiguous, but when you look at the subtitles, and this is what we were talking about, with, <laughs> are these typos or is he trying to get across something that is coming across in Russian? It's like yeah, in the they, they do that LR substitution, yeah, the they do sort that. Of, that sort of hackneyed uh, joke about Japanese translations. Yeah, and yeah, it's not a good look. One so has it's... to, and I mean, like the Russian sounds like it's taken differently, the same way that it is uh, in the third one with Owl. I guess that's what they're going for, but you like if the subtitles weren't there, if somebody subtitled it straight, plausible deniability. This was honestly the first time I made that connection. <laughs> if that, weird, that right? doesn't out me as a terrible person but no <laughs> once you mentioned it it makes perfect sense yeah mm-hmm. so well that's and i mean the you know russia and japan have a long and f- bizarre history with each other oh yeah um, wars a lot a lot of this and that but yeah so so again you know he's coded as japanese he's coded as being extremely hospitable yeah uh, very polite, unfailingly proper. To the point of being um, a doormat. Kind, kind he is. of. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> when, when they, they're planning how to best take advantage of him, <laughs> Pooh says, now when we enter, the most important thing is to pretend we don't want anything. <laughs> and I really love this, like, Russian 101 introduction to cultural, like, mores. <laughs> cultural competency with Vinnie Pooh. With Vinnie Pooh. Yes, do you, do you leave the third time they tell you you can go? Do you accept a gift? How do <laughs> um, You have to belch before they stop mm-hmm. serving you and if you refuse more food, that means that you actually want more. So obviously. I I like <laughs> I get I get how that like works. I get that that does happen, but it is stressful to me to think about having to navigate that which is probably why i don't go to a lot of different countries no no. it's a lot to keep track of yes uh it's 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 a little awkward because they're pretending not to want food but they don't really want to like talk to him or engage with him no they just want to exploit his hospitality and so you know rabbit says okay yeah i'll give you guys some food but you got to wash up first and they just both, neither of them wash their hands. They both wash Piglet's face. Yes. They just focus on <laughs> Piglet's face. Probably the, probably not even the filthiest thing in this, in this house right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It, it's a, it's a nice like deadpan from Winnie where he's just like <laughs> looking at Piglet after Piglet washed his own face. And he's like, I got, I got, I got to go just more on this. I got to do more. Splashes more water in Piglet's face. Yeah. <laughs> Big paw just circling in the nose. <laughs> And I'll just say, if us describing this is not doing it for you, go mm-hmm. go to YouTube and watch it because it is it is bar none. So, and and Piglet, by the way, is like not this like stretched out version you're used to seeing from mm-hmm. Disney. It's just this like a couple of roundy bits and strapless overalls. Is that what I'm looking at here? Yeah, it looks like it's like strapless. a sarong. Yeah, it looks <laughs> it looks like a. He's wearing a Victorian hoop skirt upside down. I don't know. It, it baffling choices. <laughs> it looks good. Looks fine. Works for him. Works on him. Pioneered the romper. Good for him. <laughs> um, and Rabbit is better mannered than them. They try to keep up appearances as good guests, copy his behavior. And Winnie knows enough to know, like, okay, we've eaten. We can't leave right away. That looks bad. Yep. 
And of course, now, like, yeah, now he's worried about that. Now he's worried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't worry about the check until after you've eaten. <laughs> and Rabbit prompts them to leave. Like, you're just staring at the clock. I think, is it time for you to go? And they're just like, well, we, we, could, we could stay longer if you have more food. Just being real dicks to, <laughs> to him. Not even that. I think you left out a step. So Rabbit notices that they look like they want to leave. Mm-hmm. They begin to leave, and then Rabbit lets slip that there might be more. Mm, and then, yeah, that's the, the and, and then, fatal flaw. Yeah, then when he is like, well, if there's more, we'll continue yeah. eating your... And I can't believe that this would have been Rabbit's breakfast anyway. Honey and condensed milk. Not my not my first choice. Not my cup of tea. I, I, I might you, put it in a cup of tea. Presumably you could... Yeah, a cup of tea. Yeah. What do, they, what do they drink in Russia instead of tea? Um, well, they, they drink tea, um, vodka. Yeah, that's the stereotype. <laughs> yeah, it's a stereotype, but also there's some interesting history about um, the way that the Russian state and now Russian oligarchs have used cheap vodka to keep the keep the population in control since like the Middle Ages. But It turns out yeah. that the opiate of the people... Was opiates? It was, <laughs> or something adjacent. Um, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, but I, it, it's almost as if Rabbit was trying to be more polite by making sure that his guests didn't feel bad that they were eating all of his food, mm-hmm. and then they immediately take advantage of him. They do. Yeah. Yep. And after many very awkward thank yous, uh, Pooh is now fat, too fat to fit back through the hole. After completely, yes, after completely eating Rabbit out of house and home, he is he is now too fat for the door. It's it's a real oh bother situation. It is. It is. This is this is a good grief moment. And, and I don't know if you noticed, but he gets very briefly stuck on the way in. Yep, yep. And so, so, so we were already pushing the envelope, so bit, to speak. Yeah, a little bit, a little foreshadowing. He was already a little too big. <laughs> but then, after eating like five gallons of honey in one yep. morning, yes. <laughs> and they start doing a little calculus, like, okay, well, how long is it going to take him to shrink back down so that we can get him through? Like, like, uh, like a week, maybe. <laughs> Rabbit is like wrathful about, like, well, yeah. we're just going to have to leave you there for a week. <laughs> yep, yep. You reap what you sow. Reap what you sow, Pooh Bear. <laughs> when the nice man is vicious, you know you fucked up. Yep. Um, but yeah, somehow he manages to sneeze his way thin. Did you follow this? <laughs> no, other than I guess he maybe had just too much air in him. But then the sneeze, it sort of took care of that. I don't know. I, I would have. I actually was a little disappointed that they didn't go with the more satisfying and the more realistic belch. You ever feel good? Oh, yeah. You ever feel overstuffed and then you feel ever so better after a mm-hmm. big burp? But you couldn't do that. That would teach the children the wrong lesson. It and they be. are supposed to be learning about their manners in this, uh, presumably. I, You know what? We can talk about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the moral of this story is that um, if you stay too long, if you overstay your welcome at someone's house, you might get stuck there. You might get stuck on their door. Also, don't be too polite. Don't be no. big mistake. Don't be like rabbit. Don't be a pushover. Yep. So I, I honestly think that that is the absolute wrong lesson to take away from this. But I, I th- yeah, d- don't exploit your neighbors. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's... I, I, don't know. I, I liked this one a bit less than the first one because I think their antics of, like, them coming up against reality mm-hmm. is more whimsical and fun and uh, creative than them, you know, doing the awkward, like, Seinfeld situation kind of humor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think of it in Seinfeld terms before, but yeah, I can kind of see it. Yeah, I, I, you didn't leave on the first goodbye. No, I couldn't. He said he had more. He said he had more honey. <laughs> Free sample. More honey, Jerry. What's a bee to do? More honey, Jerry. <laughs> George wants more honey. <laughs> They're going crazy for it. Um, yeah, so that brings yeah. us to our our final um, of the of the highly regarded cinematic trilogy. Winnie the Pooh and a Day of Concerns. <laughs> that that concerns me, but like mm-hmm. the overly complicated uh, silent film title is the one. This is the Winnie the Pooh in which Eeyore has a birthday and gets three useful presents at once, which spoils the ending. But in a in a good way, where like you want to see how it gets to that point, yes. like. Uh... It, 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 that's fine. You want to know what the useful presents are? What their uses are? Who gave it to them? Who gave yeah. it to him? So um, Eeyore is another character who talks different from the others. Oh, like everybody God. in this show has a very different way of talking. We, we start with sad Russian Eeyore crying into a lake. Oh, my God. Looking at his reflection and wallowing in his st- sorrows. So, like, think about how depressed Eeyore is in the Western version. Uh-huh. Russian Eeyore is, like, a thousand <laughs> times more depressed than that. Just actively crying. He he looks kind of melty. Like, he's very long in the face. Yeah. And his shapes are even rounder so you feel worse for him he's in in this opening shot he's lamenting his own reflection in a pond and then he walks across the (laughs) pond and i was half expecting him to say darn didn't drown (laughs) like that's how that's how how much i think that these screenwriters these russians understand depression <laughs> they they get your um and and like is the way that he talks character. is also weird because he looks down, like he looks down at his reflection from the other side of the river and it's the same of course mm. and the things he says are but why wherefore in as much as which what well i'm gonna tell <laughs> why you why is he talking like this because i think maybe People who are that depressed tend to over-intellectualize about the world instead mm. of feeling things. Yeah. And so by asking yourself a bunch of big questions using big words about something trivial that is getting you down, that is just digging deeper. Yeah, the Russian poetry and all that. I mean, because a little later he says something like, like he's talking about people being happy because it's his birthday yeah. and he's talking about people being happy on their birthday and he says we can't all and some of us don't the, the, he's so <laughs> russian I, I love the way he talks so winnie pooh shows up singing sing, having a hell of a time he's had two straight great adventures a grand old time and I, like the timeline of these films like production wise yeah production wise it's it's the period of about three years i think mm-hmm. story wise 
everything happened yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, in the second one, when he's asking Piglet, like, do you have any food? He's like, no, I have a balloon. Yeah. And then the balloon comes back in this one as well. The balloon comes back in this <clears throat> one, yeah. Chekhov's balloon. So uh, Eeyore expl- has to explain to this man that not everyone can be happy like him. And, uh, you know, Pooh, he sees that Eeyore is missing his tail. Mm-hmm. No clue where that went. No. And Eeyore mentions that it's his birthday. <laughs> like, dude. And and Winnie the Pooh is like, oh, it's your birthday? And he's like, yeah, don't you see the cake and the presents? Uh, no. Neither can I. Neither do That's I. That's the joke. Ha. Ha. Yes. <laughs> oh boy! Oh my God, <laughs> that is so heavy. That like really dark, <laughs> self-deprecating humor. That's just the flimsiest uh, uh, shield over what is actually happening to this creature. <laughs> and Pooh is like, "All right, I know I'm I'm a bit of a an unhelpful figure, but I gotta help this guy back. I I, I gotta help him out. I gotta get his tail back." Yeah. And something that that kind of stood out to me, I took a note about it, is when they realized that the tail was missing. I love this. This is perfect characterization, I think. Mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh immediately blames Eeyore, saying, <laughs> well, you must have left it somewhere. And then Eeyore mm-hmm. instantly becomes paranoid because somebody must have taken it. <laughs> yep. There's yep. No, no in between. Either it's your fault or someone is out to get you. Like yep, <laughs> things just can't things can't just happen. No, apparently not. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's like, okay, I'm not smart enough for this on my own. Let's get Piglet. Yeah. Um, and and Pooh looks around for a present and thinks, ah, this pot full of honey, perfect. Because he enjoys I, honey. His friend he, you know, he must really solipsistic. Can't <laughs> imagine anyone beside himself. <laughs> and Piglet's like. I want to get that other balloon. Everybody loves balloons. Oh, no. First, Piglet tries to sign on to Winnie's gift. Yeah, like, can yeah. It be bo- oh, maybe it's from both of can us. Can it be from both of us? And Winnie the Pooh immediately shoots that down. He's like, mm-hmm. no, that wouldn't be a good idea. Like, wow, Piglet. Fuck Eeyore, apparently. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, later on, Owl also yes. tries to do that. Yes, he does. When when Pooh shows up at his house and is like, "Yeah, I'm getting this. I'm giving this to you." And he's like, "Oh, well, can you say it's for both of us?" <laughs> no. <laughs> this is why he's depressed, guys. Just listen. <laughs> Don't do it's from both of us unless it actually is. Give somebody a twenty and just be on your day. Yeah. Like, don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lie about it. Who's sad at finding a twenty? <laughs> but yes, eventually Piglet does decide to give Eeyore. His own special gift. And it's so thoughtful, now, and he's so excited to do it for Eeyore. He's, oh. he's honestly, the this pig is the best person in this show, mm-hmm. I, think. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a little timid. He's a little uncertain. He needs that kick in the pants that Pooh provides. But he's, you know, his heart's in the right place. Um, now, Pooh is bringing this jar of honey... <laughs> All the way over there, you know. He's he's put himself into this like temptation palace. <laughs> he's like, oh, I can't, but I go. Oh, mm. That honey's looking but real he, good. But he wouldn't say it like that. Eeyore's no, gonna just, love it. 
he's just dancing and singing and running along. And he's like, honey is such a great gift. It can do so many things. Sometimes it's here, sometimes it's not. And he just eats it. And he's like, now, sometimes it's halfway done. Sometimes it's all the way done. And he eats all of it. And he says, you know what? An empty pot is a much better gift. Because the honey can be here. Or it can be gone. But the pot stays where it is. <laughs> what an asshole. He's selfish. Just, I, I love the artistic thought process <laughs> that he uses to get out of work. <laughs> he selfishly eats Eeyore's present mm-hmm. and then come up comes up with this BS about his, quote, very useful pot. Like it isn't just like, <laughs> like it, it isn't just a pot. It isn't just an it empty is pot. Capital letters. Capital letters. Very useful. Capital letters. Very useful pot. Trademark. Copyright. Registered, yep. like, all, everything. Property of the state. <laughs> and um, now he does he does think, okay, this will look better if I get it signed. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Owl's house, because Owl is literate. And <laughs> yes, he is. He sees that Barely. Owl's house has Eeyore's tail as the doorbell ringer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Very clearly a dismembered donkey tail. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Pooh looks at it and you're like, oh, he knows what's going on. But he doesn't. That's not for a while. <laughs> no, this and takes, he needs some prompting. This takes some work to get to the point where it's like, hey, your uh, your bell ringer is a donkey's tail. Where'd you find it? But Oh, you know, just in a bush. <laughs> but uh, Owl, Owl is this big presence. He's operatic. Mm-hmm. He's uh, very uh, genteel. And... Uh, he asks Owl, like, hey, can you write happy birthday from Pooh on this pot? And he's like, no, you must write that it is the grandest pot on this most auspicious birthday. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's really good. And he's like, well, the pot's too small. I can't actually write that. You should just just say it. And Pooh's like, I, l- long sentences, man. Yeah. Listen, my skills, I've, I already walked all this way. My, I'm done. Yep. I'm done for the day. His spelling and his speech get wobbly if the words are too big. Get wobbly. Wobbly. Now that yeah. I know is from the original. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just a very Pooh. Like in English, uh, Winnie the Pooh, when he says, oh, oh bother, my my writing is so wobbly. You like you feel for the guy. Here it feels like he's trying to get out of work. Yeah. He's making some stuff up. He's malingering. <laughs> so Owl starts writing it and um we cut to Piglet. And Piglet's like, "Aha. They're all very like smart on social dynamics." Mm-hmm. Cuz Piglet's like, "Now, Eeyore didn't have to tell me that it was his birthday cuz Pooh told me." So if I go there and give him a present without prompting, oh, and he has to get, I'm going to be the best. And he has to get there first. Got to get there first. I got to run with this very fragile balloon. Yes. He, he too, can deceive his friend Eeyore into thinking he cares about Cursed. him more than he, he actually does. Cursed by his own hubris. Yeah. And in his rush, he falls down and pops the balloon. Yeah. And he can't put two and two together. It takes him a minute. Lo- it's like, what was that bang? And where's my balloon? And what's this thing on the ground? What is this piece of green cloth on the ground? <laughs> I don't understand. But then once he realizes that he's destroyed Eeyore's gift, he's sincerely distraught. So credit yeah. credit to Piglet. He he's actually like he's not like Pooh, who's like, Well, yeah. an empty pot, that's better than a pot of honey, cause it's it's useful. Like, <laughs> yeah, because then, then he'd have to return the pot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you can uh, put any anything into into this thing. Yeah. Look at it. 
<laughs> Look at him oh, go. I also brought you this rake. I know that you don't have a rake. You borrowed my rake. <laughs> um, yeah, so so eventually Pooh asks Owl, like, where the ringer came from. But he's like, now why does it look so familiar? Yeah. And now they have their own little shtick. There's a lot of shtick in these. Mm-hmm. Owl keeps saying words that Pooh thinks are sneezes. There's one word that he's saying in Russian. I forget. I forget in the translation what the word is, but it keeps coming up. That mm-hmm. apparently the joke is that it sounds like someone's sneezing. Yeah, so yeah. Every yeah. time Owl says it, yeah, they do the shtick about. And, <laughs> and then he does start actually sneezing, and he's got kind of like a cold the whole rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. And, and um, but the, the tail comes off the bell, and Pooh's like, "You should, you should give that to Eeyore as your gift." Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love how Owl is very much an idiot. Like, the story about this bell rope is that Owl was walking through the forest and saw the bell rope, as he keeps calling it, on a thistle mm-hmm. bush. And he... Thistle, that was the yep, word, yeah. Yep, on a thistle bush, and he thinks that someone must live in this thistle bush. Obviously, there is a doorbell rope hanging off of it. Yep. So I pulled on yep. it, but nobody came. But the... <laughs> It's a, it's a donkey tail, you moron. <laughs> and let's not get into how a tail is just like this unit of exchange in this universe rather than an appendage. Um, probably not best not to dwell. Um, and so uh, these three wise men end up talking to Eeyore. Uh, Piglet shows up first yes. and he says happy birthday. As promised. And he's so excited to get a balloon. Oh my God, his heart friggin' swells with hope. He smiles. And Piglet says, well, I burst it, so here it is. And his face deflates. The animation was perfect on that. Like, you, you could yes. see the emotion drain from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so good. And he asks Piglet, like, can you describe the balloon that I almost had? <laughs> this wonderful balloon. <laughs> Tor- torture me, Piglet, please. Oh well, you know it was it was green. Oh, my, my favorite, favorite color. color, and it was about as big as me. Oh, my favorite size. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know, and he's got to make the best and, of it. And Pooh shows up, and he's like, "I got you this pot. This is a very useful pot. <laughs> it's perfect, and it's definitely never held honey before." Yep. But even if it once. did, you can put anything in it. Because it's yes, very, he's very he's very clear that anything can go in this pot, not just honey. Why would you even say that there was honey in this pot? What? I feel like I'm talking a lot. <laughs> Who said anything and about a tail? I don't know. And this is this is a really cute thing. He was like, "Can I put a balloon in?" And he was like, "No, absolutely not. A balloon is far too large." And he puts the broken balloon. And he's like, "Huh? Yeah, you know, I guess you can." And they just like put it in and out a few times. <laughs> Would you look at that? This thing is wild. Eeyore claims to have a special balloon that will fit. Yes. So it's very it's bespoke. A bespoke. <laughs> yes. This artisanal burst balloon. Twelve dollars at Whole Foods. <laughs> And this this is something I know is from the uh, from the original story, but the the personality and the like dynamic emotional range over the last minute mm-hmm. <laughs> that hit like a ton of bricks. It gets even better, yeah, because eventually Owl comes, and Owl comes bearing the greatest gift of all: this beautiful new tail. bell rope. 
<laughs> for you, for for where do you live? Oh, that's right. You just hang out in a pond. And that is only <laughs> well. And that is only now that any of them realize that this is this is Eeyore's tail, like very mm-hmm. obviously a donkey's tail that has come off. And so that you know, Owl has put this beautiful blue bow on the bell rope, and then eventually. Mm-hmm. Lenny the Pooh has the smart idea to stick the tail back on Eeyore's butt. Just jam it right up his ass. Yep, just, just like slip it right back in. It's a plug kind of a system. It's a licking stick. And Eeyore has never been happier. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. They start singing. They start dancing. They laugh. Eeyore. They have a resolution song. Eeyore starts living living life again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's, it, it's a it, total it's, it's emotional. It's a happy ending. It's, it's heartwarming. Total emotional turnaround. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Eeyore, the exploited workhorse. Yeah, to give it an animal farm dimension. Yep. You know, it's it's a nice little uh, 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 coda to to the end of this uh, three parter film film short film series. Because um, you know they were all happy. Winnie the Pooh got to eat. Piglet got to feel good about himself. Eeyore's happy. Owl got to talk forever. Rabbit's still pretty racist. And <laughs> I accept that now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. That, I, I might have to go back and rewatch that just with that in mind and just, you just know, to confirm what I already strongly suspect. But those are definitely not four typos. Out of five is, four out of five is still a, a happy ending. You know, I'm sure at the, the high five freeze frames at some of the end of the Power Ranger episodes, you know, one of them was, was upset. <laughs> I, wonder what, but, uh, I wonder what the freeze frame, where are they now? shots mm, yeah like yeah the characters. like and then then winnie the pooh you know ended up as a used car salesman <laughs> <laughs> you don't want this car i drove it around for days and it finally ran out of gas you can't trust that but can i interest you in this car with no gas in it uh you don't need to worry about refueling it you don't need to worry about the tires going bad you can hang out <laughs> Owl was drafted into the Red Army after the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan in 1979. <laughs> you need air support. That's that's rule one. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like it. Vinnie Pooh. It's, uh, it's, it's a nice take on a classic story. I like it, too. And I liked getting a chance to take a closer look at it. Like, uh, like I said at the beginning, this was kind of like an internet joke for a little while. It's like... <laughs> Oh, it's almost like Turkish Star Trek, if you've been at all familiar. Turkish Star Trek? Oh, boy. No, like, there's this semi-famous among the B-movie crowd adaptation of the original series of Star Trek, but made (laughs) in Turkey by Turks for a Turkish audience. And it's like this kind of like a joke in the West. That's how I felt that the original Winnie the Pooh meeting the suspicious bees was originally. But you know what? Mm Mm-hmm. We've dove into it. I've watched the entire thing. It's actually quite it, – it, it, it's its its own little achievement. In fact – Yeah, it, and it was well-acclaimed. I think it won some awards. Yeah, uh, Fyodor Kitschuk at least won the USR uh, – the, uh, the USSR State Prize in 1976 for his direction of this. I like to imagine that that's not like a creative award or an award for excellence. That That's just the single award they have 
that anybody who did something great gets. <laughs> there were many awards exactly like that in the Soviet Union. <laughs> like a little redundant, but each of them is like, ah, you have achieved new thing and we are going to co-, like just as like a morale booster. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I give you Nobel Prize in friendship. <laughs> kind of, yes. <laughs> but uh yeah, Vini Puch. It's uh it's a very, very interesting and uh, fun little adaptation of something that most Americans are familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I mentioned it like you can get the story in a number of ways, but the the specific like aesthetic of, of this experience is great with everything about the way Winnie the Pooh moves and speaks and acts and deliberates. Is um, I think I think this is an incarnation of it that uh, adds a lot to the character. I love it and takes it in a new direction. Beautiful, I totally agree. Couldn't agree more, Zane. Good, good stuff, absolutely. <laughs> and that's a real Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> well, then, thank you for joining us today, Zane. No, thank you very much for having me. It's uh, it's a little change of pace. I like it. I like it. Yeah, so. this is a pleasure. Yeah, I miss Ben, but you know, for the next one, oh. We all miss Ben. We all, we all miss Ben. But whatever happened to him, I don't know. <laughs> Halloween is coming up, so you never know. Ooh, yeah. Yep. We'll have to we'll have to plot something error too long. <laughs> have to get him back on here. <laughs> we will. So. And yeah, well, uh, audience, if you are interested in horror and want to recommend uh, maybe a movie for us to watch this Halloween. Or if you are interested in further adventures of Winnie the Pooh and want us to talk about some other versions of it, uh, or if you just want to write in, you can do so at uh, cartoncast at gmail.com or uh, fancybat.com slash cartoncast or check us out on Facebook and let us know uh, just, you know, how are you doing? Have you lost your tail recently? Are you going through a depressive episode? Is somebody overstaying their welcome in your house? Do you have too many balloons? I listen. Piglet had two balloons and no uses for them until Pooh came along. Oh, yeah, P- P- Piglet used to put those balloons to better use. And both of Chekhov's balloons were popped. Absolutely. See, it holds up. It it kind of <laughs> does. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, do you have anything that you'd like to uh, plug or anything like that? Uh, not at the moment, but keep an eye out because JT and I are talking pretty regularly about um, getting the cocktail party congress back on its feet sure law school is over i have taken the bar so we shall return to the bar ah you get you get to uh lean into the very relaxed lifestyle of a lawyer (laughs) yeah yeah a a life of (laughs) leisure and luxury leisure highballs Late nights at the office, quote unquote. Drinking highballs, but you know. Yeah, you know, people, you know, somebody stops by your office late at night and you're just watching Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> there's there's wisdom here. I know. God, there's something in here for the case. Why does the tail look so familiar? God, Winnie, how do you get that good? That is exactly right. <laughs> well, thanks again and uh, have yourself a lovely pot of honey. Thanks, you too. Enjoy your balloons. They all float down here. And No, was that ever a crossover? <laughs> oh, that was a great crossover. Winnie the Winnie the Winnie the Pooh with it. They have enough characters, right? They should do that. I would totally watch I that. Think they, like evil clown kind of fits. Like it yeah. was just Christopher Robin the whole time playing a joke on them. Each of the losers club, they have to take a turn as Christopher Robin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That kind of works. Yeah. <laughs> like instead of instead of each of them having their own hallucinations of it torturing them. 
we just see each of their hallucinatory it driven times as Christopher Robin. So like yeah. horrors emerge in the hundred acre wood and Tigger eats rabbit. You know, it, it's one thing, you know, you, you can imagine like your generic hell that everybody goes to, <laughs> but you can also imagine like personalized hells. And I want to meet the group of people who all have the same personalized hell of being in the Winnie the Pooh universe, <laughs> the hundred acre woods. <laughs> Like I just gotta, yeah. I just I, I gotta know. I gotta know what's going on. Yeah, there. I wanna know who these people are. I wanna know what they are and what they're doing, <clears throat> and uh, are they working for the Soviets? Well, kids, this is where you would watch Itchy and Scratchy, except they're on the Gabo Show now. So here's Eastern Europe's favorite cat and mouse team, Worker and Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell was that? 